When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Legendary high-wire artist Philippe Petit performs death-defying tightrope walks this Thursday and Friday at the National Building Museum in Washington, D.C. We spoke about his stunning career, including his 1974 high-wire walk between the Twin Towers in New York City, a feat that inspired the Oscar-winning 2008 documentary Man on Wire and the 2015 narrative film The Walk. Hey, Philippe Petit. Hey, thank you so much for joining us on WTOP. Thank you. Where are you calling us from? Are you are you in France now? Uh, no, I, I live in America for quite a few dozens of years. Um, I am a few miles from Woodstock, New York. Okay, awesome, awesome. Well, we wanted to talk uh, to you because um, you're coming down for a really cool event at the National Building Museum here in Washington, D.C. They're calling it Wonder on the Wire. It's going to be a, a two-day thing, actually. So I think um, on the first day, Thursday, March 23rd at 7 p.m., they're going to do you know cocktail reception and stuff. But you're going to be performing um, there first during that, and then you're going to do another one on Friday the 24th. Is that right? Two times? Uh, Yes, the the first one is as you describe is the the gala fundraising for the museum, and then the next morning is for the kids. So paint a f- picture for us. What what's it going to look like? Where where is there going to be a, a high wire, you know, strewn up inside the museum, or how's it going to work? Yes, yes, and there are two different shows. Um, the main one obviously is the gala evening. My wire is fifty feet high and roughly hundred feet across. I am I call it four stories high, so it you know it calls people attention. Um and I am going to pay my uh, homage to one of the most beautiful buildings in the world, uh, which has, I'm sure, as you know, the tallest and uh, largest columns in the world inside. Um it's a gorgeous space uh, that not enough people, in my opinion, know. Uh, even in Washington, D.C. Um, and I am very happy to be, um, you know, uh, offering my talent to this prestigious institution. Yeah, as you just like you said, it's sort of a hidden gem of Washington, D.C., um, which is crazy to believe. But, yeah, I, I believe that building used to be used for, like, you know, congressional balls and, you know, presidential galas and stuff. Yes. Um, so when you go in there, um, people are, you know, look around at those columns. It, it's going to be incredible. Um, now, when when you're on the wire, though, you do, do you have time to uh, appreciate the majesty or are you sort of like locked in? Like, are you like in a place of Zen where you don't really even get to take that? 
it all in. <laughs> I, I am in a place of um, self-made Zen. And I found out that the best equilibrium for focus is not to forget the world around you, is ah. to keep your antennas open. But obviously, my entire being, my entire body and soul is focused on that wire. Uh, but by experience, I can uh, smell, I can hear, I can see all around me. Ah, so you're saying the key is not to close off the world around you. It is to be completely in touch and have your antenna open and you are at one with the space, I guess. Yes, but I'm not saying that as a recipe because in my life, I don't consider recipe useful. I'm saying that as a something that I have experienced when I learned by myself to walk on a tightrope. Yeah, I see. I see. Wow, that's fantastic. Well, um, and, and just to just to be clear, there's not any nets or cushions or anything underneath. It's just the building below the floor, right? There is a there is a very strong safety net inside my mind, which I have <laughs> webbed over fifty years, and that is a much more safe way than all the safety you can invent. That sometimes are very dangerous. Oh, I, I love it. I love it. Well, it's going to be a really cool event. And so it's going to be on Thursday and Friday, one one inside at the hall on Thursday and then another Friday for for the kids. Um, And, and I think I believe the second one is um, it, it's sort of tied into your children's book that won the Caldecott medal, the man who walked between the towers. Uh, why was it important to sort of have an event to give back to the kids with that book and, and this event? Well, life for me is about that. Is uh, before you leave Earth, you should leave a legacy. You should offer something that people could uh, be inspired and enriched by. And then I, I love to direct my art to kids. I am a magician, and it's wonderful to do magic to kids. <laughs> they are a tough audience, but and in the same way, kids are sometimes these days with all their electronic device hard to focus on things. So it'd be interesting to see a few hundred kids sitting on the floor in awe, looking up at a man walking in thin <laughs> air. So I love the fact that my book, or not my book, but a book that was inspired by me, um, the man who walked between the towers got a Caldicott Award by Mordecai Angerstein. I, I love to be associated in that space with that and as an audience to have the readers of that book, which are kids, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I, that's awesome that you're giving back to the kids. And I want to get to the event that inspired that title, the, the man between the towers, but real quick, before, take us back even before that. How did you get into doing it to, to begin with? Um, I know I, I in different movies and stuff made oh. about you. Yeah. <laughs> You'll have to read a book that no, not yet exists. My autobiography. And I'm <laughs> Seriously thinking about finishing writing it one of these days. And I explained that because I think it's very inspiring when you look at, I was going to say a master, so, you know, I should be uh, humble, although it's not my speciality. But anyway, <laughs> when you look at a master of an art, it's always interesting. How did they start? Mm -hmm. Did they go to a school of art or did they learn by themselves or who or what inspired them? And my story is very strange and unconventional because my parents were not in the circus world and I had to fight my family and you know my surrounding um, the authorities that be 
to become a self-taught wire walker. And I think to answer your question, I think it came from the love to climb. And maybe a psychiatrist will say that when I am dead, maybe um, <laughs> the love to look at life from a different perspective, thus to fly, you know. Yeah. Um, we used to fly millions of years ago, but we forgot that. Um, so anyway, I, I love my, <laughs> the beginning of my life was made of trial and error and an immense passion, which is better in my opinion than the circus school. <laughs> and <laughs> I learned by myself the strange art of walking on the tightrope. I, I, I love, I love that. And, and juggling while you're doing it and stuff again, what like tied to trees, I guess the early days, you I know, guess you the, the magic, the juggling or uh, our satellite arts to equilibrium, to acrobatics, to, uh, you know, flying trapeze or walking the tightrope. Uh, so yes, I mingle all those arts. And today I am uh, a magician, a juggler, a war walker, and of course, you know, a writer and a lecturer. And yeah. I even build a barn with 18th century tools. So you can, I'm <laughs> saying that to show you that passion knows no bound. And I think it's a much more interesting way to live your life than to wake up like some kids who are already dead by saying, I don't know what to do today. <laughs> yeah exactly i'm bored i don't know what to do well just go do it um that's great uh before the world trade center walk you walked notre dame right uh how did you get the idea to do were you just yes, looking yes. up at it one day unfortunately because of the big fire now everybody pictured the postcard of notre dame yeah uh, in the center of paris so yeah i um I was a young uh, a kid um, and nobody wanted to hire me. And I thought, well, I don't really need permission. <laughs> so I imposed myself after uh, quite a long time of uh, finding out how I could put a wire illegally between the towers of Notre Dame. I, uh, you know, display myself one morning and uh, a giant crowd came up. The police, of course, arrested me. And after that, I was really in the front page all over the world. And then a few years later, between the pylons of the Sydney Harbour Bridge in Australia, and after that, the Twin Towers, again, my appearance without uh, permission made the front pages. But that was not the reason. I really wanted to do those things because they were beautiful theater for me to perform. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And like you're saying, it was the element of surprise. It wasn't like, you know, these these magicians today that that just have a whole televised event. You just kind of had to sneak in under the cover of night sometimes and and uh, pull these things off. But all these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien podcast or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. <laughs> 
Uh, reminder. Well, so now we're at the big thing of the World Trade Center walk. I mean, re- re- today, tragically, that's that that site is take after 9-11 is taken on such a, a different meaning. But re- try to remember listeners who are listening to this. Try to remember back. This was um, in what you did it in 1974. So the World Trade Center had only been open for what, a year, less than a year well, at that point? It, it was technically open, but they were actually looking for tenants and they were finishing up the top of the building. And that's what allowed me to disguise myself with a borrowed helmet and become a construction worker and sneak through the system. Well, it was you had it was a whole team of you that had to sneak in, right? Because you had other people, you know, helping yeah, but rig everything. I, I can assure you that it was not a James Bond type of team. It was like friends found from the sidewalk or, you know, somebody bumped into the elevator of a building by accident. It was really, I wrote a book about that. And obviously you've seen Man on Wire. Great uh, documentary. One of know, the best and, ever. Yeah. And there's a make his movie, uh, The Walk. And um, those films tell pretty much the story of what happened. So it's a very long story. But again, it's made out of passion and enthusiasm and refusing to take no for an answer and working on making your dreams come true. Absolutely. Well, we invite everyone to to watch Man on Wire, the 2008 documentary. It's amazing um, by James Marsh. And then you mentioned the Joseph Gordon-Levitt movie, The Walk as well, sort of the, the fictional narrative version of that documentary. But real quick for the radio, if you could, for WTOP, put your if you can remember, put yourself back in those shoes of being on the wire between the Twin Towers. What are you seeing? What are you smelling? Because you said earlier you you like to be in tune with your antennas. So like, well, what, what's that uh, feeling like? <laughs> I made a very important discovery for mankind. I discovered that the Earth is round <laughs> because as I look at the horizon past the Verrazano Bridge, I could see the faint line um, um, between the sky and the sea and it was not a straight horizontal line it was slightly curved so I realized after Galilea many uh, hundred years later oh our planet is a, is a sphere that's one thing and another thing very intimate um, uh, was that I lay down at some point on the cable to salute the sky to, to feel my presence between the towers and then a bird, a seabird, came hovering over me with red eye of, of cruelty almost, you know, like the mythological uh, story of the eagle come and devour yeah. your liver or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, and it was not a friendly uh, face from that uh, bird. It was like, what are you doing in our territory? You are <laughs> trespassing. And the bird was right. I was trespassing. But I remember <laughs> this silent dialogue. And I won't tell anyone what I said to the bird or what the bird said to me, but it was another worldly encounter. Wow. But so you don't have, yeah, you, we won't make you reveal that's between you and, and the bird, but that you did have a conversation. That's so cool. That is wild to me. Um, so you weren't scared at all. You were just at peace in that moment. There was no room for being scared. I, I had to be very attentive to walking that unknown wire. When I say unknown in a regular performance, I go and check the two anchor points before to start the show. But here I couldn't fly to the North Tower and see what my friends who were not riggers had done to help me. So for the first uh, third of the crossing, it was a very dramatic uh, uh, learning for me uh, how is the wire? And 
after a few, I don't know, 20 feet on the pictures, you can see I have a big smile because not because the wire is great, but because the wire is not horrendous. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, it, it is an all time moment that made you the most famous high wire walker ever. Um, and then you you have such a great memory of this. And then, you know, flash forward 30 years and tragically, one of the most horrific events in human history, 9-11. When you're watching those towers come down, does you must have had I mean, we all we all were shocked. But you, Philippe Petit, must have had a completely different reaction, having been so connected to that. I mean, what are, what are you what's going through your mind? When yes. Yes, of course. But one can. Uh easily imagine, uh, you know, uh, my feeling of me losing uh, the monument that I would call my towers. Now I would say our towers, of course, uh, but you cannot compare this, this uh, soul-like feeling um, of losing a structure with uh, losing thousands of human lives. So I, I have decided in front of the press to keep those two things uh, separate. I think that's probably smart. Yeah, all, all the families that lost loved ones is it's there's just no there's just no comparison. Um, but uh, real quick, um, you know, you mentioned Man on Wire and and the the movie The Walk. Um, any any memories of of you know we've talked about the events that inspired those, but what about working on you know working on it as a filmmaking project? Was James? Well, it was wonderful. Um, yeah. The documentary, of course, because of its. Uh, style was a small film and we filmed in my estate I have built a barn so we filmed in the barn I had a little theater there and then the Zemeckis was the opposite it was Hollywood in all its grandeur yeah. um, and I was very happy uh, when I could teach Joseph Gordon-Levy to walk on a tightrope to walk on a little piece of cable and that made uh, Zemeckis life uh, easier you know because when the actor can actually do some of the action instead of a stuntman it's always better for the film um, anyway I have tons of memories on those two adventures that are very different um, and uh, <laughs> yes <laughs> that's cool you trained him to actually walk on the wire you know yeah it's better than just some you know pretending he's used to, he's actually wobbling a little bit albeit you know in a studio not all the way up in the air <laughs> um well very very cool well thank you so much for taking so much time time with us to to talk about this uh do you have after the after the national building museum do you have any other big you know feats of of dazzling yes yes magic? um on a completely different uh uh, issue. I'm going to Australia and I'm going to street juggle in an obscure little village that is not on the map, as I did 50 years ago, when in that little village, they had the equivalent of Woodstock, you know, they had a giant festival uh, with the hippies and um, <laughs> and all this uh, way of living. And I have great remembrance of that. So I'm very happy to be invited to celebrate the 50th anniversary of my street juggling in Australia. And after that, in the Hamptons, I have uh, probably one or two performance on different kind of wires. And um, I am even thinking of celebrating in a very beautiful, unusual way, um, the 50th anniversary of my walk between the Twin Towers. So more to come. Uh, we'll stay. We'll stay tuned. Stay tuned for that. But first, everybody, check out Wonder on the Wire on Thursday, March twenty third, and Friday, March twenty fourth, at the National Building Museum in DC. 
final seconds. Um, when all this is over, when your whole life story, you know, is, is written, what do you, what do you want, you know, people to remember about you? What, what do you hope to inspire future either high walk wire walkers or, or anyone, any artist, creative people? Um, you know, what, what do you want your legacy to be? Well, I, uh, it's a, it's a complex question, but basically <laughs> I think it is nice when, uh, people are inspired by, um, your, not so much what you have done, but your spirit. And I have the spirit of somebody who breaks the rules, but not human rules, of course, more artistic rules mm -hmm. and somebody who move mountains to make his dreams come true. And if that is contagious, so when people says, hey, I saw your performance yesterday and now I feel uh, nothing is impossible, that is the greatest compliment. And maybe that's what I would like to leave on earth after I fly away and go back to my planet. <laughs> you, so you're from another planet. All right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you can't but tell I, us what I the like name of the planet on Earth. It's it's quite nice. What's the name of the planet? <laughs> oh no, no, this I cannot tell. <laughs> All right, I can't tell if you're joking or not, and I don't even want to know. That's fantastic. Well, <laughs> when you do fly away, maybe you can uh reveal what you said to that bird. But um hey, thank you so thank you so much. And thanks for visiting us here on Earth. Very good, very good. Thank you. Thank you right. for opening the door. Right, bye. Thanks so much for listening to Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Our theme music is Scott Buckley's Clarion. Remember to give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.